0: Welcome to the Welding Business Owners Podcast, where our podcasts are late, but our bids are on time. I'm your host, Kevin, with JMW Fabrication. Today's episode, we have the third and final episode with Andrew Stoneman from Haskell Collection. They do some really high-end work. You can find all their stuff in the show notes below to their website and their Instagram. It's really cool. If you haven't heard the first two episodes, go back and check them out, because this is the third and final one. So without any further ado, hope you guys enjoy the episode. You said earlier that you'd never envisioned Haskell to grow to what it is now. Right. Um, what did you see it when you first started out? Like did you have a vision when you first started out? And what does your vision look like for the next like, I don't know, five, ten years for what you guys do are Those doing. Those are it? good questions. Um do I do? You
1: know, there's there's a learning curve that kind of developed while I while we were growing. And um and and how we grew just, I mean, to define that was really um, doing the things I said, you know, good follow-up, good delivery. Um, And we did a lot of stuff that people probably other guys didn't want to do. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, we took jobs in the restaurant industry. We took jobs in commercial industry that put us maybe in the work all night situations. I remember driving to LA from Orange County to work in Starbucks because, you know, they were doing a remodel and you could get in there after 10 PM and you had to be out of there before 5 AM. Yep. So, I mean, there was that. And, and that meant me driving the guys with all the gear and being there and supervising and making sure it went right and running interference and, um, and communicating. Um, but I think, um, you know, how, how we, how we grew was, was we worked really hard and, we, we ended up uh, making sure that, um, you know, we delivered on, on on what we said we would. And the vision really became um, kind of wound up in this big snowball going downhill. That's kind of a, the analogy. We, we went from job to job to job, and um, we started to see that a majority of the higher paying jobs that had more of a sense of urgency and required a lot of handholding, which equated to hours, which equated to billable time were the residential jobs. So I quickly, um, realized that, you know, God, we're, we're doing the wrong thing. Let's not go, you know, these restaurant jobs, the, the, um, you know, my friend's aunt's sister needs a railing front to her freaking garden off her back porch, versus, um, yeah, I need a dual stringer, stainless steel, 40 tread, dual landing staircase on my beachfront home. That's where the money is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so the vision, my vision went from okay, um, making a deliverable product line that was built by us to we can build anything to how do we get involved in maintaining the design aspect of what I love, which I do love quite a bit. How do I kind of translate designing and and delivering on an original solution to this market? So, um, and this is, this is a long answer, but what happened was, I started to do a lot of um, embellishment. We would get plan sets, or we would get um, a drawing from a design team for a builder, and I would model them um, in in SketchUp. Google SketchUp is a tool that we use constantly, and we still use every single day in the office. And um, but I would change it. I would embellish it. I would maybe let's let's add a little detail to this tread, or let's wrap the tread plate around the end of the. The, the oak or let's pop in the leds or let's do something um, with a little more of a modern aesthetic instead of a traditional or spanish colonial or mediterranean or let's add a little signature haskell aspect to it and sometimes those went over really well and sometimes they were like don't fuck with my design dude what are you doing you know <laughs> what i mean so so that was hit and miss but i i what what i'm getting at is we we did two things. We we put we influenced design for the better. Ultimately, we got really good at that. We influenced it for the better. And then we also um created a collateral service that became our, our in-house value engineering and our in-house design. So so now we actually have we actually have um billables like we'll bill tens almost almost hundred and fifty thousand dollars this year in just design services wow. so we don't none of that gets built in the shop it it might just be here's what your core 10 planners will look like in your you know tiered landscape area uh out back this is what this will look like this is how this fits into this space here's your concept that you verbalized this is how it will visualize in reality um, or it's like I said changing those architectural and engineering prints sometimes to get to a better budgetary parameter. Um, And that's what I love. Mm -hmm. So my vision for creating something original and delivering something original has become part of the bigger picture, which is, you know, the stuff that we are doing, the nuts and bolts stuff that we're doing, the bread and butter stuff that we're doing. Um, as being um, embellished by this original stuff. So, vision-wise, you know, I knew I wanted to. Um, I knew I wanted to get into a design-centric, design-oriented deal. I wanted to sell, and I wanted to build a team of people around me that brought a tremendous amount of value to the customer. So it just so happens that our customer became the builder rather than the end user. And the creative thing wasn't a chair or a chaise lounge or a pergola, although we build a lot of pergolas now. Um, Now it is um, a, a whole host of services that we can help them realize something that maybe they don't know how to build or they're being given by a design team or an architectural team and they don't know how to realize it on the job site. So they can go to us and say, Haskell, help us make this happen and um and and do it in such a way that it's it, it can become reality. So that's really I'm I'm getting all those all that serotonin and all those endorphins mm-hmm. being released. I'm getting high on dealing with that, which I love. And then yeah. and then helping that transition into um the guys in the shop that are making and building and and then we're delivering and installing and it's you get to see I guess you ultimately you get to see something come from nothing to something and and that's where the big reward is for all of us does that so, answer your question
0: yeah absolutely like have you do you guys do any like 3D scanning or have you looked into that at all for your uh as built stuff
1: we so uh no uh, yes I've looked into it no we don't do it and um it is a fantastic tool for interior environments exterior environments too it's just it's really about being able to get, the site conditions translated into yeah. a malleable medium, right for for rendering. And um, there's so much technology out there that we're not utilizing <laughs> that we could be utilizing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and there's a lot of wish list stuff that I would love to have that we are working towards. But, yeah, you know, we see that technology, 3D scanning. We see that technology on the job sites when we have um, other trades, people come out and and employ that. And um, even things like 3D printing for prototyping is becoming something that we may capitalize on. You know, Um, the owner, clients of our builders. love to kick the tires on things they love to see what something's going to look like um, you know they love to have a, a cool little scale model you know if they're spending three million dollars having a boat commissioned in uh, washington state and delivered to newport beach what do they buy first? They buy the scale model of it for
0: <laughs> you know
1: twenty-five thousand dollars and they mount it on a piece of mahogany in their office and it's shellac and beautiful. Well, they love to see that with staircases, they love to see they they love when you bring something for them to touch, see, and feel. And we do that with you know animated models and we do mm-hmm. that with beautiful renderings and material sample boards and things like that. They love to, they'd love that. But I think 3D. Sampling is something that we're going to go in sweet. that direction. Absolutely. You know, people want to, you know, we build a lot of front doors, a lot of big pivot doors. And sometimes they're aluminum and sometimes they're steel or a combination thereof. And sometimes they're really nice hardwoods um blended with with metals and tr- pretty trick operable hardware and keyless entry and you know things of that nature. And um They love to see their front door built as a scale model and how it's going to look next to their Bromble windows and, you know, in the front Mm -hmm. of their beautiful. So there's that. And that becomes, I think um, something that we can kind of add to our quiver and say, Hey, Mr. Builder, you know, what's going to make your life easy? You know, walking in there and showing them what this is going to look like. They, Builders love nothing more than to have what I call decision making machines. And that can be in the form of a detail package, it can be in the form of a really nice rendering, it can be in the form of a a model. And Mm -hmm. it helps everybody make a decision, because they just want to move forward, right? Yep. They want to stay on schedule, they want to move forward and there's a hundred decisions that need to get made every single day on some of these custom homes. And if we can give somebody something that helps their client make a decision so that they can get going on it and check that mm. box. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm thinking, you know, we're going to try and go in terms of what else can we bring to the table? That would But be I think, really yeah, cool. technology is really cool. I, I never really thought know.
0: about 3d printing somebody's stairs. Like that's a whole, that would be, rocking man imagine showing up to somebody's house and with a scale model of their stairs like yeah, how are they going to say no to that you know what i mean well <laughs> yeah and i hear you
1: and, and here's the other thing um we see more and more helical stairs we yeah. see more and more curved and radius stringers we mm-hmm. see more and more stuff that is custom in that respect and not an asymmetrical you know we're working on a job right now on the beachfront and And it's a double switchback and it's asymmetrical and the the medial landings are floating and i mean from an engineering standpoint it's really tricky and um, we're working really closely with the the structural guys but um it is something that um yeah i mean something like that where you walk in and you say look because to We might get a Revit drawing. We might get a SketchUp rendering. We might get something, a, a CAD drawing or just 2D prints. We can translate that into software that would be able to print that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I spend a thousand bucks and three days having somebody print us a scale model of a of, of job we're bidding on, we'll make that back, Yeah, you know, easily. If, yeah. I, if I only get every 10th job, I'm willing to spec, do that type of thing so that we walk in and we look way better than whomever might be walking in to try and bid on the project.
0: I mean, even with like 3D printing tooling for the shop, you know, we started doing that. We have a tubing roller uh, We have a was it Corel. No, it's an Eagle CP 40, CP 60. It's a, it's a tubing roller. The die sets are, well, yeah, I bought it. I bought it at an auction, got a great deal, has all the pipe stuff but it's got nothing for tubing, like round tubing. Right. So, um, you know, inch and a quarter, schedule 40, inch and a half, schedule 40. Well, you know, rolling inch and a, inch and a half round tubing on that is not going to work. So we actually, instead of, you know, the die sets are a thousand bucks a piece. Right. So I worked with Dave Money Sign from Instagram. He designed up a, a rolling die and now we 3D print our own rolling dies. Now, granted, you, like you're not going to be rolling quarter inch wall stuff uh, you know but it'll do eighth inch and below and it's 60 bucks in material and you know depending on the size of the die uh or depending on the size of the actual like like uh, the printable die it could be 12 hours it could be 30 hours for a set and you know in 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 a week if i have a week heads up i can 3d print custom dies and take on jobs and not have to invoice another thousand dollars or try to eat that thousand dollars over the next couple jobs, you know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. I mean, yeah, leveraging a big expense for something, even
1: like you you want to be able to use that as a, something that's gonna make you money over time. That that yeah. makes it reality right there. Even if they break or they they get it, you know, something happened, it almost becomes a consumable at that price. Oh. You can
0: redo yeah. it. <laughs> I had one, but we were rolling two inch. Uh, sick. Uh, what was it 60 thousand wall, two inch stainless steel tubing? He called me up. He's like, They this needs to be. He called me up, uh, Thursday afternoon. Um, yes, yeah, Thursday afternoon. He's like, This has to, th- no, I think it was Friday. He's like, This has to be on a truck on Wednesday, headed to Washington, DC. I 3D printed the dies, one of them lifted just a little bit off the table. Right. And so it wasn't completely flat. So we sandwiched the top and bottom of the dice with a quarter inch plate when we roll it, because that's where all the stress goes. It pushes outward. Right. So I because uh, we print them in half and then we bolt them together so that, okay. they're, they're, uh, you know, you don't have any supports or anything like that. So I printed them. One of them pulled up a little bit. And as we were rolling, it was on the first one. It broke because it wasn't perfectly flat because it lifted a little bit. No big deal. Because you know what? I went back. I printed another half of one, and brought it there. Trimmed it up a little bit, and bolted it back onto the other side. And no big deal. It, it was twelve right. hours and of printing, and uh, like eight bucks, twelve bucks of material. You know, no big deal.
1: Yeah, I you know I I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of all of the the specifications and the the technical aspects of it. But I mm-hmm. what I do know is that we're seeing it in. Certain parts of our industry, we're seeing it in des- design teams are bringing things. So to me, it's like, yeah, let's I, I, I like to, to think that we could bring that in-house. And, and that's the other thing is um, we're always working to try and better our office slash studio space environment. Because I like to think, you know, if I'm going to work my butt off to communicate and generate a relationship with someone, I want to be able, if I can get them into our office, the way I see it, I have about 15 seconds for them once they walk in to decide if it's a kind of place where they think they can work with us. And Mm -hmm. so that means I need to have lots of bells and whistles and it It needs to look bitching and we need to be able to say, this is what we can do. And that, that makes a difference. You know, they don't want to see a dirty shop with a bunch of crap all over the place and (laughs) unkept desk and, you know, normal stuff, keep your room clean. Right. So, so and and then yeah, embellished capabilities make all of our customers super happy.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Happy. Was I there wish was I else- knew
1: more. I wish I could have a better conversation with you about 3D printing. All I can say is, yeah, <laughs> I think we need that. <laughs> we need that. We need this. We need that. My my guys are always me and saying, Andy, I need this new, you know, this new welder. I need this new, you know, hypotherm plasma gun. I we need to get this, blah, blah. I'm like, God, is it cool? Is it the right piece of equipment? Is it bitching? Is it going to do what we need faster, better, cooler? Okay, what? How much does it cost? All right, if you say so, you know, so that's kind of where I am. And then, yes. but they never let me down. They know what they're
0: doing. <laughs> so, you know, that's trust awesome, him. man. I trust him. Well, is there anything else you got from me before we, uh, I want to respect your time before we jump off. So,
1: no, I'm good and, and I appreciate that. Thank you. And um, I'm good. And uh, I should say, um, I just really appreciate your time. You know, I don't know how much value I bring to what you do, Kevin. I just I'm just a guy that has this business out here. But I I can tell you that you for me, you provide me with a lot of insight on what other guys are doing. So um, thank you. Thank you. No, I honestly and uh, I listen to the people you talk to and um, it makes a difference in how I think about what I do every day, because it, it puts me in a place where i realized god you know what um we haskell really is we're just uh we're just welders we're just welder fabricators that's it i mean if you if you if you uh use the the pig analogy we're, we're all pigs and then all i've done is i put a whole bunch of makeup on ours you know a bunch of lipstick and it's uh trying to make it look pretty and we have managed to do that but at the core we all do the same thing and um so i love hearing what you're going through i love hearing what you're doing i want more uh tips on how to build a staircase i want more tips on you know i just there's a bunch of stuff i'd love to to glean from you and um uh, that's a whole nother subject too. Like we just figured out how to build our stringers and our risers and our tread plates. So you see no visible welds. And why didn't we do that sooner? But Mm -hmm. it wasn't rocket science, but we just figured it out. And then you end up with a really clean looking deal where you don't see anything. And, uh, just stuff like that, that I go, I've had your podcast on and you guys shut up, listen to this. You know, I've had it (laughs) like, you know, at lunchtime, attention here, I'm putting it on the, you know, the Bluetooth speaker <laughs> shut up and listen for the next 15 minutes because they're talking about something that we just got done doing and this is how they do it. And it's way better, you know? So anyway.
0: Yeah. And, um, and I, I find that there's no right and wrong. Cause we're all learning from each other. You know what I mean? Huh. And, and really there's so much work out there that they're you know, the, the, the old school mentality of, I, I don't want to teach people. I want to keep it to myself. That's not, it's never been my thing. And I don't think, There's like, there's no value in that. I think everybody, we're all in the same boat, man. Like, you know, a rising tide floats all boats. So I'm just trying to help other people. Uh, Like, honestly, I'm not even trying to help other people. I just like to, I just like to talk to other business owners. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that recording it and putting it out there helps everybody else because there's so many other people in our shoes that, you know, I can't tell you the messages that I've gotten of people going out on their own because they've listened to the podcast for a year and you know, it just it, it inspires them. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, and, 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 and you know what? Like, like that info is coming. I do. I do have a vision for this more than just a podcast. I think there is. Um, I think there is a, a way to teach people whether it's right or wrong, but it's how, I do it and how other people do it of like, you know, techniques for bidding, Tech, you know, talk about insurance a little bit more, dive into that because a lot of people are, you know, even, even the building of things, how do you build your staircase? How do you bid this project or how do you, you know, I think there's a lot of value in in that. And I mean, trust me, everything I say is not right. There's a, there's a bunch of different ways to skin a cat, but. I'm going to put what I know out there. And if you like it, cool. And if not, like that's really also too. And if you don't like it, tell me why you don't like it and help me learn, you know? Right. So no, it's,
1: it's all, it's mutually beneficial. And, and, and you're, I couldn't agree more, hundred percent more. Oh my God. Bidding. How you, how do you generate an estimate? Yeah. That's a huge one. Things like insurance. That's a huge one. How do you navigate the red tape of that? How do you, I mean, there's a million things and you've done shows on them and I listened to them all. And, uh, it's, there is no right answer. It's what works for you, but there is definitely good material in everybody else's approach that, you know, you can plug into your own. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Awesome.
1: Um, if you ever want to chat, you ever want to reach out directly, let me know if you ever want to do this again, if I can, you know, I can't imagine I can bring anything more to the table that you guys, all the rest of your folks don't already know and do, but I'm happy to to continue the correspondence and the
0: dialogue. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I think this is um, you know, you, you're the first guy who isn't who didn't start out like getting out there with a welder and a grinder. You know what I mean? I think you you add a really good um uh spin on how everybody else, like how versus ever how everybody else has started things. So your, your insights on that are, are, are good, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope
1: it helps. You know what? If nothing else, it's um I, I can tell you this, we we've ended up at the same spot as everybody else, because here's where we, we got, we got a team. We do the same thing. We're in the same industry. We're all doing the same thing. All I've done has been a facilitator and kind of a, um some glue that has brought people together. And, and um, again, you know, understanding what my strengths are and what my, huge weaknesses are, has been what's helped us get to a certain place. And, and um, so surround yourself with good people and you're going to succeed for sure. You know, and if it's only yourself, the beginning, then you got to be that good person member that tells the truth, works hard, does the right thing always, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's gonna, that, that's your, that's your road to success.
0: Awesome, man. Well, that's I appreciate all I got. your time. Yeah. <laughs> um thanks for kept talking you up me. late
1: go to nah. bed you gotta get up early don't you
0: uh yeah we got a new guy starting tomorrow i gotta be there an hour before everybody else to get this rolling so <laughs> <laughs> good luck
1: let me know yeah. how that works out
0: thanks man thanks bud cool awesome man well, yeah well, let's catch up again soon 10-4 appreciate all it all right see you man thank you bye well that's it for the third and final episode with andrew stoman from the haskell collection if you want to see what he does, you can check out the show notes below. We've got their website and their Instagram in there. And check back next week for a brand new episode series with another business owner that you haven't heard from yet. If you guys like what you're hearing, I'd really appreciate it if you go on your podcast player and leave us a five star review. If you want to find out what the podcast is doing, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Welding Business Owners Podcast. Find me at JMW Fabrication. And until next time, get out there, get it done, and get it invoiced.